0: The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show.
1: J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering, let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system, energy-efficient, quiet, You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, com. Left-hand side, click Listen Live. Folks, joining us right now from the Boston Globe, he covers Rhode Island extensively. He is, in fact, uh, Dan McGowan. And, Dan, I want to start off. Um, your story is the province turnaround takes shape. Charter school expansion is in the picture. Uh, this is uh, This is big. This is different. A lot of moving parts here. I think over the next couple of weeks leading right up to, uh, quote, the beginning of school, uh, this is going to be a really interesting time to watch what happens.
0: Oh, I think you're you're exactly right about this, John. I mean, it, it, as you and I have talked about in, in recent weeks, you know, I, I think the, the plan that the education commissioner and the superintendent came out with just a couple of weeks ago was uh, a little bit underwhelming to a lot of people. There wasn't a lot of direction for, you know, here's what this is going to look like. And You know, I've been really pressing both state officials and and also, you know, a lot of community members to say, like, what is what's going on here? And, um, you know, I've always known that there is at least an appetite for some level of charter school expansion. But, you know, I was able to in the last couple of days really start to flesh that out a little bit. And uh, it it does uh, appear as though the the state uh, is expecting to see several new charter school Applications, including some really interesting concepts. Not to get in the weeds on it, but there's a a middle school. uh, You know, a a guy who's been around here in in, in Rhode Island for a couple of years who wants to open a middle school that would go uh, 224 days of school. That's 44 more days than your traditional public school. Most schools have a you know 180 day uh, uh, school year, uh, and would also have in Providence a a 7:30 a.m. till 4 p.m. Uh, wow. st- uh, uh, you know time of the day. When you think about the extra amount of time that students potentially would be in school there. Uh, that's really significant. So you see that you're seeing a, a couple of uh, the achievement first, which is of course a great story out of Providence. That's done. You know, uh, with, with the schools that it does have, has done a really great job. Uh, they're in the picture. They want to expand. So there's a there there see, appears to be some level of growing momentum to see more expansion. Now, the big question that I assume you're going to ask is, what do the unions think of it? And I think that's where the you know rubber hits the road where that, that's where we could see some conflict, because every time you have a conversation about more charter schools expanding, you know, it's not like there's a total new influx of kids, right? Kids are going to go from the traditional district to a charter school. And that's where usually the the unions, uh, you know, come in with at least some level of opposition.
1: What can you tell us about this Toby Shepard?
0: So he's a uh, Harvard, uh, Harvard uh, not Harvard Law, Harvard Ed School, uh, got his master's there, worked for Mayor Tavares uh, with, as like an education advisor uh, mm-hmm. back a couple of years ago, and then shifted over to, uh, has in most recent years been leading the Noel Leadership Academy, which is this Uh, interesting school that that is uh, caters to young parents so predominantly women who who have had children you know teenagers who've had children but some some males too Um, and as you can imagine that's an incredibly difficult population Uh, and you know he was doing that for a couple of years handed off the leadership role uh, just recently just decided to step away to launch this charter school Uh, and and he'll be he'll be the middle school leader this guy Toby Shepard uh, it won't open this year. Uh, they'll have to go through an application process just like everybody else. But the idea is it would open next school year. So, you know, push off a year, but you would have potentially this new option for middle schools. And remember, John, middle school is where the there are lots of problems with the Providence School District, obviously. Oh, yeah. But, but middle school is where you have a, a, a deep problem because traditionally you go from a relatively small setting in an elementary school, and they vary in quality as well. But the middle schools are where none of them are are, are performing particularly well. I mean, you look at some of the test scores, we're talking more than 80 percent of kids at every school, every middle school in the city, uh, you know, not not performing in math at grade level, most of them not reading at grade level. And so, uh, you know, middle school is what everybody kind of wants to it's the nut to crack and It's very difficult, but this potentially is at least one option.
1: Dan McGowan, uh, yesterday was a significant day. President Trump had the press conference, he announced he wants all schools back in the fall. And Rami Weingarten posted on Twitter that unless uh, school staffs are doubled and more space, that basically the teachers are not going back. Now, they're saying because unless it can be done safely, but I'm going to stick with what I said well, we're in July. Back in June, which is I, I do not see the uh, AFT. Randy Weingart, That's that's Providence. They don't have a contract. Um, I'm not sure what you've heard. What's going on behind the scenes? I, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I I don't think they're not. They are not going back.
0: Well, I'll say this to you. I wouldn't bet with you on this because I think you're you you have a very good point. I don't know for sure anything, but it, it, this is not one that I would say. Yeah, John, let's, uh, you know, we'll go to dinner. I'll say they're going to open. You say they're they're not going to, because that's how tense of a situation this is. Um, And especially, I mean, here's the thing. If it's only on the local level, if you're, if you don't have any of the national, you know, players in the mix on this, you could see a scenario where just like going to remote, you know, distance learning. The governor, the, sta- the governor's staff sits around with the, the, the union leadership, both the NEA and the, and the American Federation of Teachers and says, hey, you know, w- w- cut, us, cut us a break here. You know, we'll guarantee that we won't fire anybody. W- whatever the, the deal is, let's get back to school. But when you have the national pressure, it, it really does in some ways handcuff the local teachers because what happens if, if, you know, Randy Weingarten says, I don't want my members going back to school? the Providence teachers say, we want to go back to school. Well, the story from the Boston Globe is the, the local union is is disagreeing with the national union. They don't right. like to have that happen. Right. And so, uh, you know, if it's coming from the top, I think it it is, I think it's it's hard to envision uh, going back to school, at least in the way you and I think about going back to school. Now there, there's lots of, you know, flexibility in there. There's lots of ways you can, you know, the the teachers can claim a win while also, you know, still ending up in classrooms. Maybe you do a little bit of, you know, half and half, half distance, half in class, but I think you're right. I mean, it, it would be a, it would be a reasonable bet to make for you to say, I don't think that that school will look particularly normal uh, heading into August uh, 31st.
1: Well, they don't have a contract and it's, it's an, it's an out. It's a reasonable out to just keep saying we don't feel safe. And no matter what plan, Whatever they can come up with, the even if it centers around money, which it always does, they'll just say we just don't feel safe with it. And I I don't see the benefit. I don't see the benefit with the the uh, the teachers, um, the union. They first of all, they don't want to go back before before Labor Day. They won't have a deal, and and now they have an out that yeah. uh, that they'll just keep saying that it's not safe. And, and, it's and the what? fact that. Go ahead.
0: I'm sorry, John. It's the one thing you 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 nailed this. I mean, you're 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 leading into this. It is the one issue that I think parents will uh, be at least split on, if not be willing to get behind. You know, that's it, right. It, they will say, "Look, you know, I'm not so sure about if I would want to be in a classroom. If I was a teacher, I'm not so sure I want my kids back at classroom. That's right? If the teachers are saying it's not safe, then." You know how how are we supposed to believe that? But It's the one thing. It, it, it really is. I mean, I hate to say because th- there's there's lives at stake and all that stuff, but this is the one of the great political bargaining chips you could ever have. You it know? really is. Yes,
1: and it's and you just continue to keep saying, you know, it's like the whole thing of negotiating one on one. You just keep smiling and saying no. They're going to just keep saying it's we don't feel it's safe. We don't feel it's safe. And I'll go back to Dan McGowan. You've said that uh when they get a new deal and they get a new contract, you don't get the pictures about the ceiling tile falling and the broken chairs and everything else. It's when they, they don't have the deal that then the right. pictures come out of the drawer and everything else. One last uh question before we move on. How how are you finding the uh the new
0: superintendent? You know, I think he's a um I, I think he's really you know first of all he's thrown right into the the fire with COVID. So um I, I think he's a smart guy who um he's got the right he, you know you haven't seen as much of him as you've seen commissioner infante green but he's got the same uh sort of tone uh in sort of demeanor which is you know he he's willing to say the things that are uncomfortable he's willing to go in front of parents and and groups and say look schools are not cutting it we have to change um you know so all the credit that commissioner infante green got last summer um, I think that you would see the superintendent Peters getting that same level of credit this year, if not for just such unusual circumstances. The thing is, though, is, you know, there just honestly as a reporter and as someone who, who's paid such close attention to this over the years, you do start to find yourself questioning. OK, we, we get it. You, you know, you you're committed. You're a change agent, all that. But, what does it all look like? Tell us what what you're actually going to do and we We still are short on details and i I think the truth is they're really I think they don't want to negotiate through the press with the teachers. I think they you know they don't want to appear as though they're with the charter schools, for example, you know so supportive of charter schools that you know they lose some power when it comes or credibility when it comes to negotiating with the teachers union so i I get sort of the behind the scenes. Uh, you know, maneuvering that has to happen. But, you know, again, if you're if you're a parent out there and you're looking at this and you're not seeing much change, um, I think you have a right to maybe start to question, uh, you know, what these guys are doing because you hear great rhetoric, but you don't necessarily see it all being backed up um, in practice.
1: I also want to just say this about the situation with the Providence schools that are in a contract. What, what I don't think some people understand is this goes to a much higher level uh someone like a randy weingarten american federation of teachers leader who by the way who you were the one that broke the story she had quite the back and forth with the commissioner and the text but the fact that the president said i want these everybody back in school we want everyone back in school well they sit back and weingarten she sees all this money going to all these different projects so immediately they say well we want our cut so they want a lot of money and they want more money pumped into schools and you can't say you don't have the money because they're watching Billions of dollars going to all these different causes and stimulus checks. Absolutely, Providence cannot buck her. They're going to follow the lead. This is their way to say we want our piece of the pie. We want some of that federal money. And all you keep saying is we don't feel safe. We don't feel safe. So I know the governor wants them to go back. I know the new superintendent does. I know the education commissioner does. The fact of the matter is this is not a Collabro decision. This that, is
0: being done at the top. That's exactly, I mean, it's exactly right, John. The, the thing is, is you can't, you can even, I mean, it could literally be that the Providence teachers really, really want to go back to school. I'm not saying they do, but let's pretend. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> whatsoever. That's None,
1: right. no. And you're not even negotiating with the, um, with the real decision maker. Folks, coming up, we are going to talk. That was uh, big with Brown University as well and a lot more with Dan McGowan from the Boston Globe right here on the John DePetro Show. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. And It's My Health at 1099 Menndon Road in Cumberland you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas and folks Marie is so knowledgeable these are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use they have vitamins for children they're going to keep you healthy it's My Health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in
0: Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business?
1: A.E. Insurance Services, call today, free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call, free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's A.E. dot com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV or an off-road vehicle AE Mazika Insurance Services call them today 353-9300-401 353-9300 let them help you save money it all starts with one phone call AE Mazika Insurance Services 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence why not let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook, and their website is aemazika.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, yesterday was a, a big day. Now, obviously, as we're getting uh, closer, well, at least we're in July, regarding uh, some of the colleges and universities. In Brown University, Christina Paxson, she had that uh, great piece in the New York Times saying schools must return in the fall. Um, And Brown University, as the Boston Globe has a story there, boy, they're really looking to do things differently, and they're going to move into trimesters.
0: Yeah, this is a significant development. Um, uh, You know, you see in other, even Ivy League peers, uh, for example, Harvard is going to, you know, bring back about 40% of undergraduates. Uh, But Christina Paxson, you know, for for, for all of what You know, I think the average sort of the reputation the average person thinks about Brown University, think liberal and and, you know, kind of go as you please. I mean, Christina Paxson has been the president of Brown has been uh, very clear first with that New York Times uh, op ed. And she has not backed on. She has taken, I swear, every media hit possible uh, following, you know, that op ed to say, no, you have, you know, Americans in this country has no idea what it will mean if you don't have you know, colleges reopening, it's not about the, you know, the the education of our children, of course, that's a factor. It's about the money and the, uh, you know, the idea that potentially you would see, you know, hundreds of, of, you know, smaller colleges potentially close without that new tuition revenue coming in. And so uh, Brown is taking approach of going with this, this idea of three semester or or trimesters, uh, fall, spring, summer, and you know, it's one. I, I was texting with some folks in the uh, in the city uh, about this, and it's actually great news to the city because you know, for all the, the nice parts of Providence, uh, the summer tends to be dead because you don't have students on campus. I think there are folks in the city who are very uh, happy with this idea of Brown students coming back, and potentially you you have them for actually a longer period of time. You know, yep. fewer of them, but 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 a longer period of time. I, I think that that folks in the city like this idea. The big question now, John, and I think we're going to get this announcement sometime today, is what is the Ivy League going to do with with uh, fall sports? And be and the reason why that's so important is you're you're going to see. Let, let's you know hypothetically say that the, that they're not going to do they cancel football for the fall. Well, now all the pressure goes onto the you know the major Division One conferences. Uh, you know, why why is Harvard not playing football and why is you know Alabama playing? Uh, and so that's another thing to keep an eye on today.
1: You know, something else, this, you're exactly right. And folks, this is so significant, the way that, um, that uh, Brown is now structuring this with the trimesters with, you know, the, um, the first, first one starts like the fall term starts September 9th in the fall, but then the spring term starts January 20th, but the summer term starting May 12th, you know, Dan McGowan, the, 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 the universities, they, they have the ability to function year round. They should function year round. They could function year round. And now wisely, they're going to. But what's also significant about this is the number of students you think about at Brown University. That's it. You get 2000. that get into the freshman class. Well, with remote learning, suddenly, what if, you know, you could get a degree from Brown and the freshman class could be 5000 students or could be 10,000 students? You're you're going to fundamentally see higher education because that brown degree, which is valuable, is going to start to squeeze out some of these smaller colleges and universities. That basically they exist because they take a lot of fall off from the from the Ivy Leagues.
0: That's right. I mean, what what are you 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 have children? I mean, what do you what, yes. When your kids are are planning on on you know applying to college, you you have your reach school, you have your yes. safety school, you have your you know okay, these are the couple that I want to get into and. I think you're you're exactly right. It's kind of the dirty little secret here is, you know, a lot of these, let's say second tier colleges, they're great colleges, but they're, they they totally rely on the kind of elite level um, and the, the low acceptance rates from the Ivy so that you can trickle down and have, you know, a great student attend, you know, any small liberal arts college, you name it. Um, And now you're right. If you suddenly have a scenario where, by the way, I'm one who believes there's no way that the demand for the Ivies, maybe the other schools goes down, but if you can get that degree from Brown or Harvard Uh. or Yale, you're going to take it. And if they open the doors a little bit, uh, and, you know, the argument isn't that they would say every year we wait list and we we don't accept, you know, thousands of kids who, who would be, you know, excellent students at our universities, but- the size of our school matters. But now you're right. If you could do a little bit more online, if you could spread it out uh, you know, it, it, I think you're right. And I think it does, it just hurts some of these smaller schools. And I think you're going to say, I mean, Rhode Island's been lucky. We haven't had the same level of uh, trouble in, as, as Massachusetts.
1: Folks who speaking with the uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston globe
0: uh you could easily see a scenario where uh where these schools would would you know face real financial turmoil if they start to lose a bunch of students and and
1: that could easily happen i think they're wise and um i think it's interesting that Paxson uh at brown university is is kind of leading leading this harvard's going a little bit of a different direction where they're only going to have 40 on campus and and, and it's all going to be online so you get to live in the dorm at harvard but you don't even have to go to class i think this is different with brown going to the trimesters they're going to be pumping out 12 months a year and dan mcgowan i i also can't stress enough you're exactly right um when you have the college students around a lot of the schools could start to follow that model that really helps providence because as someone that's been spending a lot of time downtown it is so deserted without the college students i welcome to see the kids with j and w walking with a backpack
0: or some of the kids from brown or RISD. well yeah you you know better than anybody because you, you're oh. i see you i see you everywhere right now and it, <laughs> you're exactly right i mean when you're downtown my our office is downtown i've been back in there a lot and yeah you walk around uh you do not see you know, be- beautiful days, by the way, you know, you might see people on the pedestrian bridge, but you don't see people anywhere else, whereas it, it could be, you know, 15 degrees and snowing and you see, you know, hundreds of kids, whether it's from Johnson and Wales or, you know, all over the place. And so it really does make a difference. And, you know, again, everybody loves to to certainly Providence loves to pitch itself as this great tourist place. But let, let's just be honest about it. the summer is is really the dead months you don't see the biggest concerts here you don't see a a lot of the the, the big action so if you could get a scenario where you know Brown does it and then maybe RISD follows suit maybe Johnson and Wales decides you know we're going to do this then suddenly you you know you have a a, kind of a year-round college city uh that that I think I think it would be better I think Providence would potentially generate more money from the universities from uh, you know for that reason
1: Folks, coming up, we're going to um, talk. There's a very interesting story about uh, if you're going to go to a wake in Providence, that and a lot more with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro Show. Johnson Propane. Folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621-8129, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, they're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane, propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies. Here's the thing with Johnson Propane. 904, Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out, and they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week, right next door to Wendy's. Credit card's accepted. Nine to seven each day. Stop it and see Phil, and he never runs out. He's always backed up. Since 1971, you can depend. Johnson Propane. Bring in your propane tanks. Call him 621-8129. Better yet, stop in and see him. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Right in front of the stop and shop. The guy is a legend. And right next door to Wendy's, it's Johnson Propane.
0: A Rhode Island family business since 1986. When your appliance is
1: dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401 710 7096. 401 710 7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story, I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer. And just had done a wash and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at nine o'clock at five of nine. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's Appliance Repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh dryer, excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make a microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096, and then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor and... He'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's a.m. 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence. I want you to try the 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM you can always listen online at the website visit it to petro.com D E P E dot com right on the top on the left hand side you'll see where it says listen live just click on that anywhere in the world you can listen while we're live on the air and then right below that on the dashboard at the website you'll see where it says radio show if you ever miss any part of the show you just click on radio show and folks boom there it is you can pull it up it's all in library fashion And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DiPietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DiPietro Show.
2: This is Dr. Fauci with your Rhode Island coronavirus update. If going to Block Island, you've got to wear your mask on the ferry. Once you arrive on Block Island, wear your mask at all times. I also encourage you to wear your mask at Ballard's, the Oar, and the Yellow Kittens. While at the beach, please wear your mask if you go in the water. We also strongly encourage wearing a mask if you are rent the moped on Block Island. The only exception is if you're protesting on Block Island. Protesters in Rhode Island are not required to wear masks or social distance. It is safer for 10,000 people to stand close together on the lawn of the State House with no masks, than it is for 50 people to sit up top on the Block Island Ferry. Next time, we will discuss why you must wear a mask playing mini golf, but not at a riot at the mall. I'm Dr. Fauci on The John DiPietro Show.
1: This portion of The John DiPietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor, called today. Your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online. They have a great website, LawnDoctor.com. What do they do? Well, Outdoor Pest Control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401 401- 392-1025 free uh, consultation and estimate 401-392-1025 lawn doctor and now is the time because you can get the early spring the crabgrass control time release fertilizer professional blend of high calcium line lawn doctor go online check them out it's lawndoctor.com or call them today 401-392-1025 lawn doctor